Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today we're talking with Dr. Emily Brandt of Anishaw Children's Institute in Dalton. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Brandt. Thank you for having me. Dr. Brandt is a board-certified child developmental pediatrician at Anna Shaw Children's Institute, located at 1201 Burleson Road behind Hamilton Medical Center in Dalton, Georgia. She specializes in attention disorders, autism spectrum disorders, behavioral and developmental challenges, and more. Dr. Brandt graduated from Southern Adventist University and then attended medical school and completed her internship and residency at Loma Linda University. She obtained her fellowship in developmental behavioral pediatrics at the University of Iowa. Dr. Brandt has assisted with educating medical students, pediatrics residents, and child psychiatry residents during her fellowship at the University of Iowa and as a member of the faculty at the University of Tennessee College of Medicine in Chattanooga. Today we're going to talk about developmental delays. Dr. Brandt, what does the term developmental delay actually mean? Well, just like there are major milestones in life, like completing kindergarten, getting a driver's license, and getting a first job, there are specific things that children are expected to learn to do by certain ages. For instance, when they say their first words or take their first steps. Unfortunately, some children take longer to learn these skills, and that's what we refer to as developmental delay. Just like there are major milestones in life, often we refer to this as a child not meeting their developmental milestones. Well, now, what types of delays should families be watching for? There are actually several categories that we specifically watch. These include things like speech and communication disorders, motor skills or how a child is moving, their social skills, and thinking or problem-solving skills. Now, can you give us some examples of speech skills? Yeah, so with speech and communication skills, we're looking at things like when a child says their first words, as well as actions to communicate, like pointing and waving. In addition to how many words a child can say and when they start using sentences, there are also guidelines for how well children can say the words. As a child gets older, they're able to pronounce more and more letters. So when we reach three to four years of age, most people should understand most of what the child is saying. If non-family members are still having a hard time understanding them, then that's also a delay to watch. And beyond just using words, we also watch whether children are just saying the words to themselves or they're actually using them to ask for things and have conversations. So you said that motor skills mean how a child actually moves? Is that what that means? Yes, exactly. It is all about both the large and the small movements that a child makes. We watch for early things like when a baby can pick up their head, roll over, sit and stand, as well as later skills like climbing stairs and pedaling a tricycle. But we also watch for small movements, like how well they can pick up and use toys, feed themselves, color, and eventually tie their shoes. Some children seem to learn these quickly with little help, but sometimes they need to be taught these skills. What about social and thinking skills? What are we watching for there? With those, we're watching for things like whether a child enjoys playing with their family or other children, whether they know to look for things that are hidden, whether they try to solve puzzles or solve problems, most often motivated by when they're trying to find something that their family doesn't want them to get into. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've got three kids. I've experienced that many times. What would cause developmental delays? Well, there are many different reasons that a child could be behind with learning some new skills. For instance, if they have a hearing problem, they may not 
not learn to say words correctly, or if they have a problem with their vision, they may not be reaching out for toys or trying to get up because they can't really see what's across the room that they might be interested in. There are really many different causes, including just mild things that disappear over time, to actually problems with a child's brain or muscles. So it's important to talk with your child's pediatrician so they can look for anything that might be holding your child back from making progress. Now here is a tough question. How would a family know what was expected for their child's age or if they should be worried if a child is not doing what the family thinks maybe the child should be? Well, parents often pick up on concerns because they know their child better than anyone else. Sometimes they just have a nagging worry or sometimes they compare them to other children their age or older children in the family. Also, when you go to your pediatrician for your well-child checks, they'll usually ask a lot of questions or have family fill out paperwork asking if the child can do certain things. The doctor or nurse practitioner will then check that against what's expected for a child's age. So it's very important to have those regular appointments with the pediatrician. But another way families can learn what is expected is to look at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention website. They actually have the website at cdc.gov, and they have an app that they've developed called the Milestone Tracker app, and they have helpful pages that show exactly what to expect at different steps in your child's life with pictures and videos that show some of the different things that your child will be learning to do at that age. So that's a great resource for families to use to know what to expect. So if a child is falling behind in some or multiple areas, what can be done to help the child catch up? Well, there are differences in how quick children learn new skills, with some of them learning the skills very early, if they have not learned it by the expected time, it's important to talk with your child's health care provider about why that could be. They'll often start by looking to see if your child is growing and decide whether they need to check your child's hearing and vision. Then the doctor or nurse practitioner will decide if the child seems far enough behind that they actually need to start therapy. If so, they may send them to a clinic or a hospital for an evaluation and to work with therapists with titles like speech therapist, physical therapist, or occupational therapist. Obviously, a speech therapist works with children who are not talking well, but some people may not realize the difference between occupational and physical therapy. So a physical therapist usually works with skills like crawling, walking, running, and climbing, whereas an occupational therapist works with skills like picking things up with their hands, getting dressed, writing, or feeding themselves. So do you have to go to a clinic or a hospital to get help with these delays? Actually, there is another important place that your doctor will probably send you. For children under age three in the state of Georgia, that program is called Babies Can't Wait. Each state has a similar program, but they all have different names. A Babies Can't Wait coordinator will get in touch with you and test what your child can do for their age, then help connect you to therapists if needed. Sometimes those therapists are in a clinic, but sometimes they'll actually come out to your home or to your child's daycare and help them learn in those settings where they're most comfortable. Well, do we need a doctor's referral for this kind of help? Well, I always recommend talking with your doctor or nurse practitioner about any concerns because there may be other things they need to check as well. But families can get in touch with Babies Can't Wait directly and ask for an evaluation to see if your child qualifies for therapy. Each local area has their own coordinator, so you can look online for Georgia Babies Can't Wait and find your local program. Another way to get in touch with the program is called the Children's First Program. If you search Georgia Children First, you can find your local coordinator who can help connect you in your area.
Or if you don't want to call them, you can even just send your information online, and they'll get in touch with you. So babies can't wait covers from infants to age three. What happens when my child gets to be three years old? At three years of age, the local school system takes over to help provide therapy service if they're needed for your child. Even before your child is enrolled in school, you can contact that Children's First program, and they'll help connect you with an evaluation to decide if your child needs therapy through the school system. Some children will be able to get therapy at their Head Start or preschool program, and some families can just bring their child to the local school for appointments. When a child is already enrolled in school and the teachers notice a problem, they'll often talk with the family and see if they would like the school to do an evaluation to decide if they can get therapy there at the school. Now, are there other tests that the doctors will recommend? Well, that really depends on your child.、Um, your doctor may just recommend therapy, but they may also recommend tests like blood work. Often, if there are bigger concerns, they'll send you to see a specialist like a neurologist, developmental pediatrician, or a doctor who specializes in genetics to see if there's something causing the delays. So we've talked about watching your child's milestones, talking with the doctor, and getting therapy. Are there things families can do with their child if they're worried? Absolutely, practicing skills with your family is so important for learning new things. When we think about speech skills, do things like reminding your child to use their words to ask for what they want, rather than just crying or pointing at something. When your child is playing, talk about what they're doing or what you're doing, so they're hearing more words, both the number of words and how you're interacting with them while they're playing. To practice things like motor skills, find ways to exercise with each other, like dancing to videos or setting up an obstacle course where your child can crawl under a table and jump up and down or climb the stairs. Spending time going for walks or riding bikes together can help with balance and building muscles, so they don't get tired too quickly. And these are fun things. It sounds like absolutely family things. Exactly to help grow their social skills. Make regular time to play with your child, doing crafts, playing games, and just joining in what they're pretending with their toys. These are good times to practice taking turns, as well as learning how well your child can pretend. Or if they're just copying things they've seen or heard on TV, and maybe the most important thing is to look for ways to praise your child for how they color, when they help you, how well they give hugs, and all of the things that make them special. That is great, Dr. Brandt. When I was a child, I had a speech issue with S. I wasn't able to do that, and、uh, I think I think it was F. Is how I did, and so when I got to school, they sent me to speech class, and here I am today. So I learned how to say my s's. I'm 57 years old, and I still remember that. So that was a very good time in my life. Thank you so much for sharing all this great information. Now, if you could leave our listeners with one word of advice about developmental issues, what would that be? Well, it would really just be to talk with your pediatrician or primary care provider about those concerns as early as possible, so that you can get your child connected with therapy if they need to. And you know, thank you for that story because it just helps people realize you can learn those skills and be very successful through life with what you've learned at that early age. Great information, Dr. Brandt. Can you tell us about Anna Shaw Children's Institute? Sure. Anna Shaw Children's Institute is dedicated to the memory of Anna Sue Shaw, and it's a regional center for the care of children, birth to age 11, who experience the challenges of developmental delays. The institute opened in the spring of 2019, but plans for this incredible facility began years before. Part of the planning was conducted by the Anna Shaw Children's Institute Advisory Council. This council supplied ideas for many of the special features of the institute. 
The building was actually inspired by the style of a treehouse and reflects the beauty of the North Georgia mountains.、Mm. Once inside, you'll experience the true magic of the institute—the families and children and providers who join together as champions in this unique place. Well, now we've learned a little bit about Anna Shaw Children's Institute, but can you tell me about some of the specific providers and services that are offered? The institute's team includes another developmental behavioral pediatrician, as well as myself, and child psychologists, physical, occupational, speech, and feeding therapists, and behavior analysts who provide many of the supports that we've been talking about. Evaluations are conducted at the institute to understand each child's individual skill set and to identify the appropriate therapies to maximize the child's development. School and care navigators, dedicated institute employees, are available to help support families through the diagnostic and treatment process and connect them to resources they may need in the community. Dr. Brandt, thank you so much for sharing all this great information with us. For more information about Anna Shaw Children's Institute, call 706-226-8900 or visit hamiltonhealth.com/children. This program in no way seeks to diagnose or treat illness or To replace professional medical care, please see your healthcare provider if you have a health problem. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System.